0: Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, uh, I'm joined here in, well, I'm Aaron Richards, uh, one of the hosts of today's show. We're having such a great time. I almost forgot that you're not here in the studio with us. Mm-hmm. I'm joined here Good. by my uh, my friend and brother in Christ, Christopher Finneman, who's going to be joining us today's co-host. And we have, a, we have an amazing guest. I'll introduce him now so as not to... Uh, leave you hanging um father Jay. welcome father Jay.
1: yeah thank you so much it's a great joy to be here
0: yeah uh we it, this is gonna be a fun show we were just pre-show we were uh we were reflecting on the great transition from vhs to dvd our own experience it's great experience through. yeah <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of, we have a lot of good stuff in store today um And uh, I wonder, Christopher, if you might kick off the show with with prayer. Yes,
2: let's do it. We'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the
1: Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit, Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, Jesus, for the joy that it is to labor in your vineyard with you, Lord. Uh, To labor in joy, um, and to, to labor with eager expectation for what you want to do. There's always life in your vineyard, Lord. We're so grateful for today, and we're grateful for... Um, the opportunity to commune with you as we labor for your church in, in this world. We pray in your holy name. Amen.
1: Amen. In the name of the Father, God and the and Son, and the holy, holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So, friends, if you're listening to Beyond Damascus for the first time, or maybe not for the first time, we are the show where encounter meets mission. What does that mean? Uh, this is a show about evangelization, about, as Christopher would just let us in prayer, about about laboring in the vineyard. Where's the name come from? Well, St. Paul. Uh, on his road to Damascus, his life was transformed right he was transformed through an encounter with Jesus that that changed the course of his life forever. He went to Damascus where he was awakened and empowered and equipped to live uh, the Christian life right um, and and we also live and work at a place called Damascus here in centerburg ohio and this is a it 's a it 's a christian um, it 's a Christian Catholic community of, of Tremendous group of young adults that is is leading young people in into those moments of encounter. All right now, we're in the midst of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Father Jay, you've been a, a chaplain for a, a number of years with us here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp, and you're here again with us. What's the what's
1: the environment like this week? So we're here out, and we've had a lot of rain, but <laughs> the Lord true. also the Lord gave us a lot of grace yesterday. He just brought us the sun actually is probably his mom Mary probably gave us the sun <laughs> so that we could process him around the campus That's it's a specialty but yeah was, the atmosphere is good I'm really blessed we have about 230 kids just from my diocese alone from wow. Diocese we of Fort Wayne South Bend Indiana so I didn't know it was quite that high yeah, yeah. and we have Whoa. I mean what campus 500 kids yeah. so we're uh, we're shaking and baking <laughs> <laughs> as they say <laughs> good shaking and baking uh um so
0: we, we don't do this whole thing on our own we're we are we're recording here in the illustrious damascus media wow. studio in centerville ohio and uh. uh one of the one of the great joys you may be listening to this on saint gabriel radio or ewtn radio who helps to make us popular in the world uh thanks guys we love you <laughs> and uh, also, you may be watching now we're we're, we're producing video on YouTube. Um, if you look on youtube and we 're not there yet, sorry soon <laughs> we're figuring it out uh, <laughs> but our, our goal is that is that this this podcast this show would would just be a blessing for um, for individuals in any walk of life as we try yeah. to explore the the nuance of what does evangelization mean. So yeah. during You're not the summer, we have a lot of priests who are able to join us.
1: Yeah, there's actually...
0: There's a lot this week.
1: We, we just took a picture up at the grotto. There were four priests, a seminarian, and three religious from our diocese. I what? think all in all, we've had probably 10 or 12 priests through this week. That's awesome. Something's going on in Fort Wayne, South Bend. We got really good water there. <laughs> it's the tap water, guys. There's grace in it. Drink her. from the well. Dr- <laughs> drink, drink deeply from the well.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh anyway, um, Catholic youth summer camp is in is in full swing, and uh, and yeah, whatever whatever your walk of life, whether you are um, clergy listening to this show, whether you are someone in in uh, full time, you know, professional ministry in the church, whatever that is, uh, or whether you're a, a parent or a student or a grandparent, um, every single one of us we like to say is is called to a life of full time mission, yeah. right? We're called to a life of full time <laughs> ministry. And, uh, and how we live that is unique for every one of us. So, um, today we're going to be hearing, uh, about Father Jay, what your experience has been here with Catholic Youth Summer Camp, sort of what your own testimony of coming to the Lord has been and, and the particular areas of ministry that God's placed on your life as, as passions and drives and, Mm -hmm. um, and sort of how we can, uh, what what we can glean from that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. The, the biggest and most, uh, recent we were, we were, before you got here father we were browsing your tiktok channel oh dear <laughs> <laughs> oh man now here at here at here at damascus <laughs> you know one of our goals this year is that we would grow in our social media right. uh, yes influence and exposure hmm. but we have among us uh seasoned professional, seasoned,
1: <laughs> seasoned. We want yes, to professional. Doubtful. Okay,
0: <laughs> Seven, seventeen thousand followers as of the as of this morning.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's weird.
0: What's what's going on with TikTok? That's
1: yeah. I actually <laughs> abhor social media. <laughs> <laughs> so Which makes it a true act of love. Father, yeah, it, it was like trying to figure like, okay, how how do you interact with youth who have their faces stuck in front of a device, a, a screen mm-hmm. all day, like. I guess get in front of the screen. You make TikToks. <laughs> you make TikToks. <laughs> wow. And, and you connect and you show them joy and you show them humor. You show right. them fun. It really started, there's another priest in our diocese. Father, why well, can't, oh, I, whatever. He's not in our diocese anymore. But <laughs> he left. He's, he's actually joining our Franciscan community. Oh, praise nice. the Lord. Um, Amen. So yeah, he's following a passion of his, which is really beautiful. But, he found that he wanted to bring christ to people in a secular through the secular media yeah it's like okay i can do that i like media i actually prefer being the person behind the scenes yeah. not in front of it so it's really this is uncomfortable but good for me <laughs> <laughs> so it started with just you know after we had that whole crazy year of not being able to go to mass yeah. Yeah. for months on end we made a TikTok about you know coming back to mass yeah and that blew up there's wow. one it was one that just blew up and then the next one we did, and the next one we did, and we had a seminary with us last summer, and it was great because like we could just bring testimony and truth and yeah. and humor and joy, and, and then the kids started to find it, and then they wanted me to do it with. them. <laughs> You're room. like, oh, this wasn't that serious. <laughs> <It> was like <laughs> I was not found it. <laughs> this. It's like I have to plan and now create content. Like, There's a content is, calendar. Yeah. So. Whoa.
0: So it's in, been wild. In your weekly schedule, you've got like homily prep and... Homily prep, daily TikTok prayer, TikTok, prep. TikTok creation. <laughs> Go through my TikTok drafts. What's Which your, one is the best? What's your favorite post?
1: Honestly, my favorite one was one here at Damascus that Damascus oh. had on their TikTok that's not on their TikTok anymore. <gasps> well, I think we well, actually
0: heard it was just released from... Uh, from from, from TikTok jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was the PayPal one, make, right? Yeah, it was. The so <laughs> they
2: they took it off uh, oh,
0: to... Jerks. I mean. Yeah,
2: violence. They, they said this is too okay. violent for TikTok. Whatever. But then one of our great uh, mission staffers here at Damascus, Erica, um, <laughs> <laughs> sent an email or something. To, to I don't know. I don't know what that process is Let me explain to you like. this is not violence. This is, he, want, he wanted this. <laughs> and they this. brought it back. So now you're again on our TikTok, on okay, our CYSE yeah. TikTok.
1: But that, yeah, that was because Damascus... And we'll get to this later, but Damascus is a place of freedom. And Damascus Amen. gives me freedom. Amen. And so they're encouragement of like, hey, you want to do something like I got an idea. Let's let the kids at paintball just mark me up.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a great idea. This is this is an awesome idea. It's gonna hurt no, it will be fine. You should have made them you pay can wear like the one dollar for your shirt. <laughs> uh, maybe. But but the other thing is because something Damascus does so well is they, they bring a holistic approach to things mm-hmm. and so no matter what you're doing, there's always Fun and God, like God's in the fun. Amen. And God's in other things like, you know, hurt, like pain. Yeah. Getting shot with paintballs <laughs> paintball is not paint. an, a comfortable thing. Right. But it can be offered for something glorious. I was like, I wanted these guys to see, these middle school boys to see what a father's love looks like practically. Mm-hmm. And we, we understand this concept of like Jesus sacrificial offering on the cross, the scourging. But, okay, you're going to take a paintball marker and you're going to fire paintballs at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to accept it because right. I love you. Wow. It was foolish. Amen. <laughs> and and great all at the same time. So that was a great, mm-hmm. great experience. Um, I guess recently I, I've enjoyed my Googly Eyes one. Wait, what? So, yeah, I had some students who decided to put Googly oh, Eyes on I my saw Jeep. What's like On the Jeep headlights. Dish sized. Yeah. Ones. Nice. And they said, hey, go check out your Jeep. Record your reaction. So I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, oh! <laughs> Car-sized googly eyes. It's, oh, look! There's there's googly eyes. Google.
2: That's amazing.
1: It's just I think it's a fun way to connect with people. Yeah, kids people see it, they hear it, <laughs> and honestly, if it brings them joy, great. I, I'm really bad at like creating daily content, so right. If I could like have a, a staff like Damascus Media <laughs> help me out. I mean. As he pans the studio for any take,
2: <laughs> anyone want to leave their job?
1: <laughs> no, no. Can I just come here instead? <laughs> that's, oh, 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 there's always an empty seat
0: here in the studio. For I know you. that's right. Mm, it's like Amen. it's like we wait for Elijah. Wow, at the, at the Passover feast. <laughs> that's really powerful, though, Father. In, in
2: those in in your in the TikTok and being here at Camp like, it's really um, transforming these youth's worlds, seeing a priest in their life with them. To see a priest not on the sidelines watching, and be like, "Oh, look at these kids having fun with paintballs," but being in there and having have to have the kind of relationship with the youth that your parish that they would feel
1: comfortable yeah. putting googly eyes on your jeep. Yeah, we love to dance together. We love to laugh together, and as they can see the priest as relatable yeah. and a person that wants their soul to get to heaven, I'll take all the paintballs in the world. Yeah, <laughs> amen.
0: You do a great job of being a. a normal human person
1: yeah that's good <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> such a compliment I love it. That. That, that's a good and thing Aaron i mean it's <laughs>
1: one of the things they told us in seminary is like don't be weird but i'm like i think we need to be a little weird <laughs> right right but yeah i i, like, match, I ho- match
0: the weirdness level i yet. hope
1: i'm on that level of normal yeah, yeah i think enough I think you fit in right here yeah perfect. you do. Know, fit in right perfect
0: here. um awesome so yes friends uh thank you for joining us for beyond the mask we're in the middle of catholic Youth summer camp as we just said uh we've got Tons of activities happen here on campus. We've got 500 kids here this week. Wow! It's been it's been just an amazing summer. Um, We are uh, 2021 post post COVID summer. We 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 did have a full summer of operation last year. A little lower. uh, You guys rocked it. A little lower numbers, but (laughs) um, but this year it's just it's been really beautiful getting back to full steam and seeing what a full campus feels like and uh, seeing 500 kids show up every week. This is week six. Mm -hmm. Um, almost we're finishing up week six this week. We've got, we've got nine, almost 10 weeks of camp this summer. And, uh, yeah, we'll have close to 6,000 kids between here and our camp in Minnesota this year. And it's just an amazing experience, you know, that, that, that relationship and community is where we are. It's where we're reminded and reinvested into like this core component of the Christian faith. Christian the Christian faith can't happen in isolation. And so many things can happen by Zoom and YouTube. But yeah. uh truthfully, like televised mass can do so much, but you can't you know
1: can't consume the Eucharist. I know oh, that's right.
0: And you can't and you can't exist in an <laughs> right. in, in authentic incarnational community. That's
2: exactly the word I was gonna use. The Christian faith by nature is incarnational. Yeah. You yeah. can't escape
1: it. Made present physically. So, That's right
0: so it's been a it's been a sweet summer um, you know I don't get to hang out with the kids um, ever, I guess I could if I wanted to but I'm in the office most days but even just uh, even just being here and it, the the constant background noise being the sound of you know kids. <laughs> yelling and screaming and bouncing basketballs and declaring yes.
1: truths, yes. Declaring renouncing truths. lies. Yeah. Yes.
0: So if you want to be encouraged in your faith, just check out the Catholic Youth Summer Camp YouTube page for a little bit or the <laughs> Damascus YouTube page or the Instagram. Um, we post all our stuff every week and it's just, it's amazing to see young people so on fire and alive yeah. for their faith. And it's even better to be here in the midst of it. Oh man. Okay. I want to I want to lay a scriptural foundation for today's show and um you know we have maybe a couple minutes that we can speak about this before taking a short break. Uh once again you're you're listening to Beyond Damascus. We're going to we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 6 today. I don't know why Christopher you and I were praying before the show and um this uh this verse these phrases kind of stuck out yeah. to me. Um and I think I think they'll fit right in with kind of what we're speaking about today. Jesus says in Matthew chapter six, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Yeah. Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. You know, um, I, I was I was joking with Christopher as well. It's kind of been it's been a very uh, task oriented sort of reactive week for me, and personally, and this has been my uh, this has been kind of the go to where where God's brought me in prayer. Remember my faithfulness. Um, remember the promises I've made in the past and believe in the promises that I'm going to make in your life in the future. Like we exist in this place of constantly being reminded of, of what God's spoken over our life, of the way that he provides and, and living into that promise. Um, And, and it's an invitation every day to like fight that temptation of self reliance and, and, you know, self actualization, Right. right. That we, we live in a place of, of just total dependence on Jesus. And, um, when those when those opportunities and those moments come up to uh, to take control back, yeah. right? Um, whether it's in in a good time or in a bad time, you know whether you're whether you're faced with an opportunity that you feel like oh this is too good to pass up, or whether we're or whether we're struggling or reacting against something that feels like it's outside of my control, right? That that there's this constant temptation to take back from the Lord um, control in the area of providence that He's just so faithful at promising and fulfilling in right. our life. Uh, so that I, I think that's that's kind of the um, the scriptural foundation that I want to that I want to speak into today is is that place of realizing that we minister, um, we live uh, out of this place of dependency and reliance on a God who's proven Himself faithful, right? Time and time again. Um, we were we were talking before the show that you know the lilies of the field they don't have to struggle. Yes. or discern yes to figure out what they're going to do yes right um i was reflecting this weekend i was speaking about this a little bit and it's like uh, we had um rowan and i went down to the down to the stream near our house a couple days ago <laughs> and picked a bunch of little wildflowers from the stream and uh i don't know what kind of flowers they are they're awesome she calls them fire hearts they're they're wow. they're cool or orange and every morning the flowers will open why mm. uh because that's what flowers do, right? Right. When a flower has water and a flower sees sunlight, it opens. It doesn't have to go through a difficult process of like thinking, is this the right time? Right. You know, is this a smart decision? What's the, what's the flower next to me going to be thinking? Oh, mm. um, <laughs> that's it, so good. It's like, there's, there's this, there's this natural equation of sun and water. Right. And nutrition, right? There's probably some other science stuff in there, but. When a flower has the right stuff, it opens. Right, And uh, I think in a lot of ways, like when we have, when we root ourselves in the right stuff, in the right foundation, in that, in that place of faith, um,
1: Christian life happens. Right. Right? And the flower knows its purpose. Right. I mean, a flower's purpose is to be beautiful. Yeah. It doesn't have much more existence than, than that. And beauty is one of the ways in which God makes himself known so we can see God in yes. that flower is good and you think about that like yeah i don't want to be anxious and i'm not anxious when i know what i'm doing i know what my purpose is my mission is but my mission isn't focused on what am i going to eat today what am i going to drink how am i going to sleep right my my mission my focus is how am i going to love mm-hmm. how am i going to be love like saint therese actually wearing my saint therese nice. Yeah. Amen. But yeah, that flower, that flower's purpose is to be love. I mean, yeah. That was a love for you and Ron. Like, right. you know, like to go down there and do that. Yeah.
0: So uh, so I, 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 that, we'll, we'll take a short break here, um, but that's that's where I want to root us today. Uh, root us like little flowers. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to come back, we're going to be talking about how our life and ministry can flow from that dependence on God and ultimately on engagement in those opportunities for nutrition right. that he offers us right on being plugged into a place like damascus mm. Jay, you know you're yeah. here frequently not just because we we need you to you know to do the sacrament stuff
1: Now um, you feed me more than i feed you probably
0: and uh and and that, that that's 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 where we'll that's where we're going to start so Sounds great um thanks for joining us on beyond damascus where encounter meets mission we will be right back after this short break he is honored by the Church as one of the greatest enemies of clergy sexual abuse. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. In his time, St. Peter Damien fought against the many vices of contemporary clergy, especially sexual abuses among the clergy. In 1051, he wrote the Book of Gomorrah, that is still considered essential reading for fighting abuse today. He died in 1072. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Hi, this is Trent Horn from Catholic Answers, and a lot of people ask me, how do you pray? I like the ACTS formula, A-C-T-S. First, we adore God, realize He's God we are not. We're contrite, we ask Him to forgive us of our sins. We're thankful, we thank Him for the blessings and trials He's given us. And then we make supplications and ask Him for help in our own lives, doing all of this so we can grow closer to Him and spend eternity with Him. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Once again, we're filming and recording Beyond Damascus here in the beautiful, illustrious Damascus Media Studio. Our friends at EWTN and uh, St. Gabriel Radio are carrying Beyond Damascus, thanks to all of their support. And uh, we've got Christopher Finneman, myself, Aaron Richards, and Father Jay Horning here in uh, in studio. And I'm... Super pumped for today's show! If you didn't catch the first segment, check out the podcast on your favorite podcast place, or uh, grab us on YouTube. If we fulfilled our commitment of posting this, uploading on YouTube. to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Great! We, we just uh, we were just kind of reflecting <laughs> on on Matthew chapter six, um, verses twenty five to twenty nine, where Jesus talks about you've heard it before the lilies of the field right. and the the sparrows, right? The birds of the air. How God provides for all of these simple, beautiful creatures and and creation and um how much more does god provide for us yet our temptation oftentimes is to try to try to muscle down and provide for ourselves right um and that this is this is really where 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 true ministry flows from and um christopher when we were when we were reflecting before the show yeah. you you made this comment about like what people actually need from us or desire from us in ministry
2: right because when i'm reading this the sparrows or some tr- like the birds and the lilies of the field um it's, he's he's directing our attention to these parts of creation to learn a disposition of heart. And as a missionary of three, four years or something, I can't help but to reflect on like what does that look like. What I've learned, one of the things, one of the many things I've learned at Damascus is that people more so need who I am than what I can do or what Mm. I can offer or the skill set that I have. It does not Mm. diminish the significance of those things because those add value to the different projects and tasks that we have here. But if they're not receiving me in those, it's hollow. It's really cold and it's not ministry.
0: It's a job
2: at that point. And that's not going to bring revival to the church. That's
0: a funny reflection. No, I didn't even piece that together, but we were talking about TikTok earlier, right? That <laughs> that Father, you provide a you provide a beautiful um, gift to the church in the sacraments, right? In right. in your in your priestly in your priestly vocation, but it's also like it's the heart, it's, right? It's relationship that people are are truly hungry for,
1: right? Yeah, that's a, a thing. Like if I'm not giving myself, then what am I giving? Right? If I'm giving. If I'm giving my action, then I'm just a utility, mm-hmm. and then I'm not able to be loved either. Yeah. If I'm giving my heart, then my heart's loved. It's yeah. a risk, but all risks that are good have good reward.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, well, I think one of the one of the really neat things about this too is that it's um. So that that's the giving component, like the gift component right. that I have to give of myself right. more than what I do, but so much of this is, is core to our own identity even as well. Right. Mm-hmm. That like I cannot be a whole person if, if I'm focused and I'm valuing what I bring to the table. Like what I, we have this saying, you've heard it here on the show before, like that, that many times we'll identify ourselves by placing an importance on what are the things we do so that we can then be described by achievements that we have, right? So that ultimately we can be granted some label of what we have become. Right. Right. So so we focus on the do to the have to the become. Right. Rather than seeing the other way around. Like in mm-hmm. the in the kingdom of God, um, we are we are named first, we are called first. We right. we identify ourselves as sons and daughters, and when we're rooted in that, then Jesus begins to give gifts. Right. Like then we receive the gifts, not because we have earned them, but because he gives gifts freely. If they right. if they were earned, they would be achievements. But right. the, the gifts of the spirit that he gives to his to his sons and to his daughters. Mm-hmm and then from those things then it naturally flows like those like like the flowers right. in our in our you know uh dining room that it naturally flows that with water and sunlight you know that Christians who have gifts bear fruit right and that's the the disposition we're learning from Matthew
2: 6 right the sparrow and that's that's our connection back to the this scripture the sparrow and the lily don't wake up and say i'm going to do sparrow things now i'm going to do lily things now it's like i am lily I yeah. am Sparrow, right? Yeah. And You were talking about campers making declarations. Um, what we're talking about that is throughout the day, we teach like campers like, because you have to unlearn the doing life, mm. right? Where like, I'm just doing things. You unlearn that by like, recalling to yourself in prayer those declarations. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. And so maybe they're not right now in a place where they just wake up and they're like, that's naturally who I am. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I live like that. But um, you get to that place by
0: those declarations by saying that you know, Christopher. What were you saying about worship? Um, oh yeah, this week
2: it was so good. Last night, um, it was it was it was this concept that we're talking about, um, in worship, um, in adoration. Last night with our middle school camp, um, we have an amazing group of of, of middle schoolers here this week. Um, there was this really special moment in worship where I could I could recognize kind of a shift in the room where the missionaries weren't thinking to themselves. I'm a missionary. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do mission. Like I'm gonna help model worship for my campers. Um, is is. It's hard to describe, but it's this moment where you forget that you're in worship because you're worshiping. <laughs> like, you're not thinking to yourself. Okay, here I go. I'm gonna sing the next words. I'm gonna put my hands up, or I'm gonna focus on this, that, pray these things. And it's really, it's really holy. And the reason I'm even bringing this or that, Aaron is asking me to bring this up is because um, what does it look like when missionaries in the vineyard, in our ministry, forget that we're going to do like ministry things and we're just ministering from who we are.
1: You went from doing to being.
2: Right. And then because that happened, Mm. there was this thing that happened, the whole room I like elevated because um, (laughs) the even, I I think, no no camper's thinking this. Oh, my (laughs) missionary stopped um, trying to show me what worship is and they yeah. just started worshiping Jesus therefore my worship is elevated yeah. no camper saying that if they are that's amazing I'm here for that <laughs> we've got some like saints walking around um, <laughs> what, I think it's just like what if in, in the vineyard as as people in ministry we kind of let go of trying to do the ministry things and ministered from that place of who we are and just mm. I don't know it's really ethereal but I just I, what does that look like yeah. you know
0: well and I I just want to give a reality check right here too. Like, Christopher, what you're talking about is middle school students. Middle school. <laughs> middle school campers. So if this is, uh, you know, if if giving your heart authentically into like a worship out of your identity as sons and daughters, if that's something that sounds like, oh, that's a nice like theological treatise to write upon, um, that that's not what we have to resign ourselves to. Right. And, and that's the reality that we're living here. Not because Damascus is, has some, I mean, God is giving tremendous gifts to this community, but like what's happening here can and needs to happen everywhere. And, and we've got to expect that, that like the natural orientation of a sixth grader (laughs) is, is, is to be open and invited and receptive and to participate in deep and authentic, heartfelt, um, poured out moments of, of prayer and connection with God.
2: And what, like, what was one of the fruits of that, just like on a practical, like, remembrance of this is a middle school camp, is that, like, when that happened, uh-huh. when the focus, like, when the disposition changed in the room, these, counselors did not have to redirect the attention of these middle school like there was no distractions oh, that's which awesome. is when you have 250 middle schoolers like <laughs> the amount of attention span you know whatever but like goldfish it was they didn't have to like it was almost as if it was unified there wasn't this distinction between like here's a missionary and here's these middle school campers it was everyone's focus was tent, like was on Jesus and the Eucharist
1: yeah. It's one being one it essence it was crazy Yeah, it was crazy what you're saying you know it's actually a thought of the the reading today that we have with Moses in the burning bush. Yeah, And again, this idea of going from doing to being. And when Moses asks God in the burning bush, like, who do you, who am I supposed to t- tell people you are? He says, I am who am. And yeah. so again, like on the theological existential <laughs> like level, like there's a lot you can ex- extrapolate from it, but it's basically saying like, I am the thing. Like I am the, Being itself, I'm essence. And so they went from doing a worship to the essence of being worship. Right. Right. Like the lily goes from, it doesn't do a flower, it bees a flower. Wow. Being worship. Whoa. (laughs) Being
2: (laughs) worship. (laughs) Wow. That's so beautiful. Being Uh,
0: worship. Beautiful. I don't want to. I don't want to us get us uh, off, off track from this from the sentiment because I think it's I think it's amazing. But in yeah. light in light of this, you know, uh, we, we're here with, with Father Jay, right. um, and I, I'd, I'd love to hear how like you've lived that out in your priesthood and just in in hearing God call you into this place. Because I know you're not at least what I know of you now is that you're not you're not here because you can do things for us. Right. Um, there's been a there's been a deep development of your own identity in this, and I'd love to hear your story.
1: Yeah, I mean, real quick, from where I started to to this place. So I grew up in Indiana, only child, mom and dad, not really faith filled, um, not baptized as a kid. Hmm. Dad passed away when I was younger, so no like father figure. And yeah, my identity was strapped into sports and things I could do. Yeah, and and ultimately I always wanted to help. So when I went to college, I picked a Catholic college. Oddly enough. Because of a really great nursing program, yeah, and then switched out of that to psychology, got into counseling, and while I was there, was introduced to the Lord in the Eucharist by the Franciscan Sisters of Perpetual Adoration, Hmm. who are some of the sisters here this week. Wow! And it was through again an encounter with God, unbeknownst to myself, that I was introduced to introduced to just faith to like journey to make a journey to Damascus. That led through three more years of exploration, finally the decision to say, I want to be Catholic. I want to receive the Lord in the Eucharist. He is real. This is real. I want it. I want it all. So I went through that process, was baptized, confirmed, received First Communion, April 3rd, 2010. So Amen. Catholic for now, 11 years. Rock on. Amen. That led into an opportunity to become a youth director. Never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even pro- like pursuing that area, but because of love of the Lord and they saw this, they said, you want to do this? I said, yeah, I want to give now. Yep. So I do this for two years. And then that I had amazing opportunities. The Lord presented so many gifts. I got to go to World Youth Day in Madrid. Wow. And it was there I had another encounter in adoration where the Lord said, I, I need you to be a priest. I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Why do you want this? <laughs> And that led to the, okay, I have to, I have to discover this. I have to ask these questions. Were you
0: you in World Youth Day for yourself or as a leader of a group?
1: So oddly enough, our diocese was taking about 140 kids Mm -hmm. and the night before they're supposed to leave, two kids had to back out or couldn't get tickets or something happened. So they had two tickets available and they just called and said, Hey, we want to know if you can go. You're an adult. We don't do all this background stuff. I'm like. Sure. Okay. What? Uh, that's so awesome. That's amazing. 12 hours later, I'm on a flight to Lourdes, France. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. <laughs> and then I'm in Madrid for a week. I'm like, this is cool. So oddly enough, and they stuck me with all the seminarians because I'm a young yeah. single guy. They're like, I oh, you can stay out with these people. <laughs> Somebody okay. had a plan. You'll hang out yeah. with them. <laughs> so I went there as an adult, at part of this group, but not with responsibilities. Right. That brought back then the the seeking of okay Lord I've been living a life of what I've wanted, doing what I've wanted to do, but what do you want me to be? Whoa. So discern maybe you're calling me the priesthood, call me to seminary at least. Go to the seminary. Now I've been Catholic for two years. Mom's freaking out. Hmm. I'm sure he is. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. And I go and and she made it she came out for a visit after my second year and she met some of my friends I was making. She said, Oh, this is this is what you're giving your life for. This is what, okay, I can get behind this. Wow! Uh, so she, through the people that she was meeting, saw the love and the joy, being given. Yeah. Six years. All right. Great. Good ordained. Get assigned to my first parish, and now it's like, all right, again, you're back to doing like. And throughout seminary, you learn what it means to to do priest things, but you also learn what it means to be priest one of the great things we have is a a program called Institute of Priestly Formation out in Omaha, Nebraska, Creighton University. And they talk about five identities, beloved son, chaste spouse, spiritual father, spiritual physician, head and shepherd. And for the longest time I thought, yeah, spiritual physician, I want to heal, I want to do, I want to do all Mm -hmm. these things. But it was through (laughs) there learning like, actually, I need to be chaste spouse. Right, right. And I long for spiritual father. Mm Mm-hmm. I long to be mm. father. So when you're ordained, and they talk about this ontological change, you, you don't see it in an external reality. Like I'm not taller, I'm not better looking, I'm not smarter. But like internally, my soul is configured more precisely to Christ. And so that promise that He gave to me, you're talking about promises and providence. Like He promises that you'll be a priest forever. So I will always be His priest. Yeah. And just by by that, I get to be. Wow. Priest. And so when it comes to Damascus and coming out last year, not knowing what I was getting myself into <laughs> and and only having the experience of my, my one brother who had been here prior to me, I was like, I'm all in. Like, mm-hmm. Ask and I'll, and I'll get. Wow, that's amazing. You, you need a mask for that? Yeah, let's do it. You need this? Yeah, let's do it. You need that? Let's do it. And in that process, these missionaries just poured love into me love that i didn't think i was deserving of worthy of <laughs> wow. capable of receiving and they're just like we just love you i'm like why huh. because you are essence you are being you are father it's like that's heavy i don't think i can handle that <laughs> <laughs> but then the wow. gifts of what i received, yeah Damascus has changed my preaching, It's changed my love, It's changed the way in which I see myself, and it's given me confidence, It's given me purpose and further mission to say, "Yeah, I may not always be able to do it all, And that's OK, and particularly this last Saturday, so one of the awesome things between each week's session is they have a little time of formation. Yeah. Um, and these again, these, these staff members, these counselors, these program, leads, all these people, they go hard. <laughs> during the week i mean hard and every week is like a brand new week and you think how do you have more energy how do you do how do you do it and it's like because it's not them wow. it's the lord filling them it's and they're jesus. being what jesus needs them to be and mm. so you chris you were leading worship for us saturday night and there was a song that we were on that we just kept going back to and yeah. it, was, it was glory like do you remember that like all
2: of the glory all, all of the, the glory, glory give glorious. it all to them yeah
1: and you had to do this paradigm shift in the room, mm-hmm. where you said, "All right, if you're in the back, I need you to move to the front. If you're in the front, move to the back." Like you had this idea, like we just needed to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like being in the back. I'm still not like a super like comfortable like up in the air dancer kind of person, <laughs> but I'm much more comfortable now. And you're like, I was like, okay, I got to go to the front because you asked me to. I don't really want oh to, but gosh. I will. <laughs> and I go to the front and. And it was this recognition that, yeah, the glory is God's. The glory is his. Mm-hmm. And this from last summer to this summer, this, this preconceived notion, like, all right, you have to do all these things. You have to do all this so you can impress them and and they'll love you more. And it's like, actually, no, I need you to I need you to give all that to me. This mm-hmm. is God telling me. Like, you need to give all that to me, and I need you to be my priest. I need you to be my son. Mm. And when you give me the glory. I will magnify the glory. Because if you try to control it, if you try to hold on to it, then you're not going to let my glory right. increase. But when you give it to me, you surrender to me, and you just let yourself be, yeah, like the, the sparrows, the lilies, Yeah. when you give away the anxiety, when you let it all go, and you say, mm. I'm just going to be, then you let my glory amplify. And so I got here Saturday at 6.30 p.m. I walked in the door, and three people ran up and hugged me. I was like, mm. love you. Because, so <laughs> yeah, we, like, that's the thing. We need this interaction. We need this human community. And what you do so well here, Aaron, at Damascus, is you teach not just good formation and, and how to love and how to be and do all these great things, but you teach what it means to love with a Father's love. Wow, Jesus. And And this year's theme with Magnificare, with Mary, adds us the Mother's love. And he's yep. just so good.
0: That's awesome. I, I love that uh that little moment of reflection that you that you offered, Father, that um when you receive that, you know, acknowledgement and love and affirmation, like there's there's part of you that says that is almost like scared and intimidated that um I like I don't deserve this and uh maybe even more likely, like, I like if if you knew all the things that I do, or if you knew all the stuff, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to receive this, right? But it's just that affirmation that, hey, like you're not here. Um, you're not here at Damascus, you're not here in Christian life, you're not part of the Catholic Church, you're not a priest forever because of the stuff that you've done well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's such a good, that's such a good reminder. Um and I I was having a conversation with uh, with a brother of mine this week, and uh, I think I think one of the key one of the key um, realities that kind of encapsulates this is is like this constant reminder that I've got to I've got to live in this reality of of understanding that everything I have is a gift, Mm -hmm. like everything that I have is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm able to operate the way that I can because of gift from God. I'm able to I'm able to speak. The words that I speak, because of a gift from God, I am able to. You know, Father, you were you were saying like pray outwardly, right, lifting your hands. That's not because you are a more charismatic person. Like the word charism means that you've been given a gift from God. Right? Uh, you know, we 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 see and we witness to to amazing amazing signs of of just gratuitous miracles of grace of God coming and healing bodies of middle school kids (laughs) like here at camp. It's not a secret sauce that we have here at Damascus that that it's, it's because I think we've oriented ourselves as a community of saying, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to receive God's gifts. Right. It's back to the
2: disposition of heart thing. Right. Yeah. I disagree with what you said, Aaron. There's not not something profound at seven five, five zero Ramey road, except for people that have a disposition of heart of like God, (laughs) I want what you want. And then that's, so that's like the vertical thing. Right? Yeah. I'm looking at him, I receive from you, but then like horizontally looking at others being like, I want you, not what you do. Yeah. And I'm going to give you me, not simply what I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when he
2: does
0: that, he gives us a freedom. Amen. I, I had another conversation with a, with a guy this week. Um, this is, I don't know if this image is, is helpful or not, but I think it's, I think this is a promise that God wants to make for the church. Okay. That uh, he was observing like here at Damascus, when we pray, it seems like our prayers were answered Quickly, like unnaturally quickly, uh, that, that God's just like here. He's ready to, he's ready to do the things that we ask, and and we were making this connection. And he's like, I think the reason is just because there's so many people here that are saying yes, like there's so many people here that are that are ready to receive that it's like this magnet for God's grace. Right. And what if that was a model for the church? Oh man, that that like every parish in right. every city, um, that every Christian home was it was it was a place where we could just be so confident that we're, we're we're saying yes recklessly right and that as as people were walking through a community they're like man why does god answer the prayers of that family so quickly like why does god answer the prayers of that right. parish so so rapidly yeah. so effectively
1: it's not because they're more loved or they're more chosen i think it's because they're more they're more not even obedient but they're more docile
0: well more more or not uh if if you see something working do right. it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's like, uh one of my you know one of my favorite um ways of, of speaking about god's favor like god's god's favor isn't something that we earn mm. um by by virtue of description right god's right. favor is a it's a gratuitous gift yeah. and yet there are times in in old testament and new testament in the church where God just gives a grace without explanation, mm-hmm. and when we are recipients of that grace, uh, my favorite my favorite direction to our team is you say thank you and you hit the accelerator, nice. like we press in because there's there's no guarantee of, <laughs> I mean praise the Lord I hope this I hope this well is bottomless I know this well is bottomless right. I hope I hope that the well here is bottomless forever but man until we we're gonna we're gonna maximize uh, our yes right. because because God's so faithful. And, um, I think, I think he's just been waiting for, uh, for, a for people to say yes. Like, it's not like, it's not like there are new problems in today's world that mm-hmm. are shocking God. Right.
2: I think it's two things, which you were saying people willing to say yes. And then there's a second. That's why I think this summer is so profound for our community. Magnificare. Cause like, what is that story? The story of a 14 year old girl saying yes to God. That's what we live for here. We yeah. have given ourselves to the next generation of 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds that they would say yes from encountering Jesus. So mm. it's that yes, right? We say yes, but then there's the second thing which we're talking about people willing to be bold and ask God from a place of relationship, right? So that's the wedding of Cana thing. Yeah. Right? From mm. a place of relationship being like, "Hey, I don't know if this was a part of your plan, but can you do this?" Yeah. Right? So that's I mean, miraculous things happen all the time. That was his first miracle, like, "Hey, Jesus, from a place of relationship," Can you do this for me? And yeah. then he looked back from that place of relationship, being like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big thing <laughs> too. Is like it's the casting out of fear and doubt, and to just boldly be like, I'm going for this. Right. Like Damascus yeah. just boldly goes for things. Yeah. There's not a fear, there's not a
0: doubt. It's like,
1: I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And
0: well, and that's what it means when you're a son and yes, a daughter. Amen. Like, my my kids don't have to be afraid that they're gonna fall out of our family if they ask me for something in the answer. Right. No. There. Right from a place mm-hmm. of you're not going to offend your dad. Right from you know. a place of rooted
2: identity as his mother, she was like, "I'm not afraid to ask Jesus to make this wine right now. Uh-huh. I'm not afraid, and I'm not needy. Mm. You know, I love you. You love me. Will you do
1: this? Yeah. So when you yeah, when we had this scripture passage about being anxious about nothing, as a priest, you get back to <laughs> that idea of like, you know, people are going to be upset about this, or if I preach about this, it's like, no, when it's not about me. It's about God. And it's not about doing the things, but it's about being this. And again, what I love so much about Damascus is you honor my priesthood. And because you honor that and you trust me, I have complete and under trust in you. Like there is zero competition. There is zero mm-hmm. comparisons. Like, you know, Chris does have a gift of worship and Aaron has a gift of worship. And like they worship beautifully outwardly. In their own ways, because that's how they love God so well, and I love worship, and I and it's not necessarily the gift of playing or music, but I can be worship. right. Um, but like there's no comparison of, yes you look this way, you look this way, and so what you noticed, Chris, with that that idea that they just they all became one, right, they all became one, because ultimately we are one, we are one body, right you know? and so we become one, we become one being mm. in the body of Christ, yeah. Whoa. That's
0: awesome. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, <laughs> but I got a, I got a really cool plan. So when we come back, uh, I want to I want us to ask the question: um, How do we individually guard ourselves from falling into that trap? Uh, and and we'll we'll kind of offer some some direction, and and then we'll pray right. uh, for this community that that we'd be able to root ourselves in that yes. being reality, uh, and not not be attached to the things of this world. To the point where our our temptation to control right becomes a guiding force for us so thanks for joining us again you're you're, you're listening you're you're watching beyond damascus um, the show where encounter meets mission we'll be right back after this break when i was outside of the church there was always an unsettled feeling there was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete the, the deal clincher is we found our way to our our parish And we met just an incredible pastor. We learned things that we'd never been taught. Wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. Wherever
2: you are in the world, you can access the EWTN Global Catholic Network. It's everywhere. You can get EWTN's great Catholic programming on your car radio, at home on your TV, computer, or smart speaker. With EWTN's app, you can take EWTN everywhere, on your phone or mobile device. If you want your news in print, turn to EWTN's paper of record, the National Catholic Register. EWTN, the global Catholic network.
0: And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Uh, Thanks to St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio for carrying this show across the uh, radio airwaves. And I'm here with Christopher Finneman and uh, uh, Father Jay. Um, And what what an amazing show it's been. We're going to reflect today, just in closing, in the last few minutes that we have together, on how it is that we can live this call to be reliant on ministering from identity and not ministering from a place of control. So there's a special word that I I think it'd be good to root ourselves in here. And that's detachment, right? As as we become detached from the things of this world, we're able to actually attach ourselves to that, to that place of identity and relationship with the Lord. And, um, in my life, the first thing I was thinking about was, uh, was the temptation to be attached to the, just the things that we surround ourselves with. Right. Um, that I know that I've got to provide a home for my kids. I know that I've got to provide food, food on the table. Uh, one of my favorite examples of this is I've got a cell phone sitting in my pocket, right? How many of you have gone through the experience of dropping your phone and the screen breaks, and it's like your entire day is derailed, right? <laughs> every every part of your every part of your focus, prayer, mission, whatever it is, is like takes a backseat in that moment. Yeah. Why? Uh, because because truly we 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 remain attached oftentimes mm-hmm. to the things that we have. What's the secret? I think it's 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 seeing everything that we've been given as a gift, right? A gift from God to be leveraged, to be given away, right? That everything you have is so that you can bless others. And when we, when we begin to see that we can begin to, to act in such a way that we can be detached from those things.
2: Right. For me, um, as far as detachment goes, I just, I love to give generously. It just, it does mm-hmm. something. It's really good medicine for the heart. Yeah. You know, it's detachment and it's, it's being like God. And in John three 16, it says that God so loved the world that he gave. And so mm-hmm. for me, practically, I, I just love making sure that I'm consistent with like my tithing mm. that like, yeah, that I'm giving, that I'm giving to the degree that I'm called to give appropriately. Um, and, and then in the practical, like the tangible things that I have, if people need things yeah. like the way that I live with my roommates and things like that, if you need something, like, let me know. I just love to give generously. Cause it's, you become more like our dad. That's sweet. like our father. I so love that.
1: yeah, my love language is acts of charity. So I, I agree with that same sentiment. And Aaron, I like that point about gifts. So as as priests, we don't make, as diocesan priests, we don't make a uh, a vow of, of poverty, but but we live one more more radically, which is nice. And so for me, it's the recognition that I actually don't really, this isn't mine, this is a stewardship. I have to take care of this. When I live in a rectory, yeah, it's not my house, but I have a responsibility to care for that. So yeah, it's, it's the idea of gift. And then just, it's not mine. It's yours, Lord. Um, yeah, that's sweet. Friends,
0: uh, I'm, I, I want to pray for you uh, as, we, as we close out our time together today, um, that, that everything that we've spoken about, that, that ministering from identity, if it sounds foreign, if it sounds foreign to you, if it sounds like something you, you'd love to see in your life, but just can't imagine how, uh, my, my prayer today would be that God would break through that barrier and would begin to invite you onto that path of seeing yourself as a son, as a daughter. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we love you. And we welcome you. Just in these last couple moments that we have together, Lord, uh, we give ourselves to you again. Thank you even in the context of this conversation of reminding me of w- what it's like to be a son, to minister out of sonship. God, I pray that you'd come right now and that every word that that has been shared on this show today, uh, and even as we listen between the lines, um, Jesus, that you will have spoken words that have lit a fire in the hearts of our viewers, of our listeners, uh, Jesus, In that right now that you would, you'd come and you'd fill our hearts to activate those words. I just hear those, I hear those words of the father over Jesus at his baptism. And I, I want to invite you to hear these words spoken over you as, you know, maybe even put yourself in that place as John the Baptist lowers you into the water. And as you come up, uh, out of the water, you know, uh, maybe maybe disoriented, right? Just filled with excitement and zeal of of the promises of God, and then you hear this 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 voice that strikes you to the core. Um, and the way that you receive it, it it becomes apparent to you that others have have heard it as well. That that you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter whom I love. And with you, I am well-pleased. There's nothing that you do or don't do uh, that can separate you from the love of Jesus, from the love of the Father, from the love of the Spirit. So Holy Spirit, come and fill us again and remind us of that love. Father, would you close with with
1: your blessing today? The Lord be with you, with and your Spirit. May mighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Go in peace, Amen. <laughs>
0: yeah, do it. That's the that's the word here at Beyond Damascus. Um, we want to we want to go in peace. We want to bring the peace of Christ, and we want to we want to live live mission every single day of the week, friends. Thanks for joining us today um, on the uh, Beyond Damascus podcast if you have I don't know if you caught the tail end of this show or you want to hear the beginning again um, check us out like I said wherever podcasts are found and uh, and share with with a loved one who you think might benefit from or, or need to hear this message and then one one more time a special thanks to Saint Gabriel radio and ewTN radio who so generously have uh, have committed to carrying this show across the Catholic radio airwaves um, we love you guys and we we thank you for your for your mission. You can check out Beyond Damascus uh, weekly here on St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN. And please pray for us here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp as we finish out the radical summer. We will continue to pray for you, and we'll catch you again next week. God bless.